Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Grow With Soul. Today is a coaching episode with Charlotte Holroyd of Creative Wilderness, a designer who creates branding for conscious and ethical businesses. Charlotte has grown her design studio to a full roster of design clients, but with a hectic few years under her belt and the purchase of a camper van recently, she is now craving a way to reduce her client load and have her business enable a more remote style of working and is working on a new e-course to help her get there. So in this episode, we talk all about some ways to think about making this change more generally. And then we dive really deep into some of the mindset blocks Charlotte has around the traditional ways of selling e-courses. And we talk about some tactics and ideas to start selling her course in a way that feels good. So let's dive in. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited about, uh, yeah, talking to you today. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited to get into all the things we're going to talk about. But first of all, fill us in on the the backstory and the background and what you do and your journey so far. Okay. So I run Creative Wilderness, which I've been running for two and a half years. And it's an ethical branding and design company. And I've had a bit of a checkered career past in the sense of I was a musician. Then I got into design, working at advertising agencies, big agencies, but I always felt a bit like my soul was sucked when I worked there. So I ended up quitting and going into teaching for a bit and then music for a bit again. (laughs) And then I found my way back to design in more of a freelance capacity. And that really, it felt better because I enjoyed the freedom, but I still had all these inklings of like all the waste that was going on and some of the practices that happen at big advertising agencies and it always used to frustrate me so when I started my own agency I wanted to kind of make sure it was really true to all the things that I was passionate about so sustainability being kind in business not working yourself to the bone and and thinking that we all want to work mad hours so it's been it's been going really well in that sense and I also co-run a little like monthly business support session called Conscious Entrepreneurs Um, and that's going to probably tie into our conversation today because I've been thinking about how I can and blend the helping and the teaching side that I did used to enjoy a bit more back into my business because um, at the moment it's just very much focused on branding for companies. Mm. Well, that is an interesting jumping around. So <laughs> yeah. how did you go from being a musician to a designer and then to a teacher? Because they're three quite different things. Yeah, I mean, the musician was, um, I, I loved it as a teenager, but then when it got to the crunch of thinking like, well, this would be my profession, I, I struggled with the pressure and I wasn't that confident, so I would be really hard on myself. So I just didn't feel tough enough. But then in my final year where I was studying music, I started designing posters for the, one of the events I had to put on and I taught myself Photoshop and just loved it. So I was like, oh, hang on, I quite enjoy this design stuff. <laughs> um, so then I ended up, yeah, just getting a job at a newspaper first of all and um, like working my way up and I set up a zine as well in my early 20s which helped me gain some experience because a lot of people didn't I don't know it was quite hard to get a job in design without having the degree at that time mm-hmm. um, so yeah a lot of self-taught and um, but then after doing design for probably five years I kept thinking I'm not making a difference here and then I just quit and then ended up um, yeah getting a job teaching saxophone in a primary school and then it I just yeah taught for a couple of years but that was again it wasn't quite the right fit and I struggled with the rules and, and being kind of the teacher and very restrictive in the sense of a schedule so um it's taken me a while to get here but I do feel like the whole self-employment thing it, it's the perfect fit for me so um yeah it's been a good journey yeah and, and, and actually it does make a lot more sense where it's almost like a, a journey to finding a way to do work that has a really beneficial impact on the world 
Um, yeah, because I think it's sometimes you think you don't, you're not enjoying what you do, but actually it's maybe the context. Yeah, what absolutely. You do. So I was like, oh, I hate design, but I didn't hate design. I love it. It was more the actual, like the area I was working in and the feeling that I wasn't really, I don't know, like I was doing some work for companies like Peroni and beer companies and they were just, I was like, this isn't really doing the world any good at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually that's funny you say that because I've worked with two clients actually that would do, we started off doing something that was completely different. They completely done a clean slate. And then by the end of the time we were working together, they'd gone back to the thing they were doing before, but wow. just in a different, it was the job that was the issue, not the work. And so, yeah, I think that is always a really important thing because when we're trying to make a change, we go like really big with the change, like go and teach saxophone in a primary school. <laughs> Whereas actually it's it usually just needs a, a smaller tweak than that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, anyway, that's I like digging into the stories and everything. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about where you're at now. So you've been doing creative wilderness and working with clients for how long? For two and a half years now. And so how are you feeling about things at the moment and because we know well I know listeners don't know that you've you've just bought your camper van and that kind of thing so really the issue is a kind of you what your you want for your life is kind of butting up with what your work currently demands of you definitely and it was like I said um that your podcast has come at the perfect time so I did have inklings last year of thinking I would like to create something to help people a course where it is a bit more of like I create something and I put lots of energy into it but then once it's done then it's 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 done and then since getting my camper van I've tried a couple of times to remote work in it but the type of work that I do is just so hard to combine that because I'm very much working with clients so it's if the client gets back to me in time I can plan my week but it's very reactive so again it's prompted me thinking I would love to be able to go away in my camper van and spend some time crafting you know some type of courses so that I can work really hard on it and almost like be a bit of a recluse in my camper van but obviously it's dependent on wi-fi and all that type of thing whereas if I'm a bit more um, self-sufficient I can uh, go off a little bit more in, in the camper van um, but the course idea came to me a little bit more last year and then in lockdown things did go quiet for a month and I was really loving it like getting up and and working on that every day and I hadn't had that before because it's been a lot of client work all the time um, and I love designing for people and, and bringing their vision to life but it was getting to the stage where I didn't feel that I was doing anything of my own creativity if mm. that sense and it's hard not to sound like oh I'm an artist <laughs> when you say that but I did start missing um yeah, I just feel like I want to create something that I've created myself under my own brand, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And it does. It, and you know what? I think I'm going to get on a soapbox now about our sort of conditioning that we have to be these nurturers and so selfless and do everything for other people. It's, it's actually not unreasonable to want a creative project of your own. <laughs> and so I think that probably a lot of people hold guilt around that yearning and I definitely did as well it was kind of like well this is what people want so I have to give them what they want and then that becomes this very lopsided unsustainable kind of thing because if you're not getting fulfilled from it then you're not able to sustain the energy to keep going with what the other people want so it's much better to do what you is something that's going to fill you up at the same time because that's just going to be able to maintain the momentum so yeah everyone's sort of feeling guilty <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is a lot of guilt and of, uh, yeah because it's like well I don't want to sound I like everything's going well and I'm getting the work so but then I'm kind of like oh yeah but I've got this like yearning inside me to, to do something different and then when it was getting to the point where I was a bit like I hope I don't get any more jobs in I was like oh gosh that isn't a good feeling to have, <laughs> which I haven't had before but I think it is because I'd started my course in lockdown and I spent sort of six weeks and it's not finished because I just I really struggle doing it you know oh spend a couple of hours in the evening on it I feel like I need to properly dedicate like and get my head into the right space mm. and really work hard on something and um, so that's that's never worked for me time trying to sort of spend an hour on it in the afternoon and so it never gets done and then it just doesn't get done at all so having that dedicated time where I didn't have the client work really showed me that I need that to have some space to um, put some more ideas into fruition I guess 
Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I I know for me, I can never create something in the afternoon. It has to be the first thing that I do that day because otherwise, I'm just not in the right frame of mind to really kind of focus in on it. But I want to kind of take it back a little bit. So you got the idea last year, right? Yeah. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the idea and then why last year it didn't, you know, it's not already up and running. What happened last year to mean that it's it's still not done? (laughs) So I guess because I run these conscious entrepreneur sessions or co-run them with um, my yoga teacher and friend. And I kept hearing people with the same issues and, and they kind of think like branding is just for big businesses. And I heard them like their struggles. They would always be struggling with things like, oh, I don't know how many times to post a week on Instagram. But they hadn't even thought about like, what their business and their brand stands for and the like roots of it. And then I'd get people who obviously couldn't afford to work with me and go through the whole branding package. So I created like a little mini ebook to help people. And then people seem to really kind of go, oh, I didn't think about asking myself those questions and it's really helped. So then I thought, well, I should probably create a course on this because I felt like you can go a little bit into detail in an ebook, but um, it didn't feel big enough. So I, it kind of was in my head last year, but it, again, just too busy and I kept Mm. sort of thinking I'm gonna do it didn't feel right last year and I think I felt oh I've hardly got any people on my mailing list so what's the point Mm -hmm. of doing a course because who's gonna buy it and um I kept seeing all those horrible like people who'd I'd maybe signed up for a free ebook and then they just inundate me with loads of emails and it just felt really grubby so I thought oh I don't think that's for me I don't think I can do it mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I guess I just left it and didn't come back to it and um and then again a few people kind of started asking me the same questions and then I did um like a free email wisdom session at the start of lockdown and again all these questions that came mm-hmm. up I was like oh my god I'm going into this I need to go into this in my course so I guess that helped me think okay, I think this will be a benefit for people. And um, I think there is that worry of, oh gosh, there's so many courses out there. So I'm really conscious of not making it just a throwaway course, which is why I'm spending so long on it. But the struggle I've had is video, because obviously I've been doing it on video, but it's so time consuming and that was a whole other skill to learn. So that's also probably why it's not quite finished. Mm. I'm a perfectionist with it as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you probably don't want to hear this, but (laughs) video is optional. (laughs) I know I've seen your courses like you don't have video at all and I was like why no. did I start doing a video <laughs> I think and I, like, I've done like courses or webinars or listen to podcasts or whatever where people talk about creating courses and they're like and then you do your videos and it's like there's no option to not have a video but it's because for me as a learner I don't like video <laughs> I mm. don't it just I prefer to to read things through quietly yeah. <laughs> um, and so it feels I can't I know and I know there's different types of learners and I do try to mix some audio through as well but I can't teach very well over video because I don't know because I can't learn over it either if that makes sense yeah so I mean you've you've been making videos and you probably want to hear that now but I think (laughs) that that is an important point is to just take a minute and be like okay why am I doing the video is the video what's necessary to get this live or that can this be a second iteration yeah I think my worry is I said to someone that I feel like I've created I'm trying to create a symphony but I've already gone too far so the course has just become like massive and that's maybe I feel like I should have done something smaller just to test it out so yeah and kind of maybe finish it and then see how it feels and chop it up into little chunks I don't know Mm. how massive is it um, it's like six parts, so there's quite a lot of, um, but it could be s- split into two. So there's kind of the more exploring your brand and your mission and your purpose and all that type of thing. And then the second half is more about like colors and visuals and photography. So I think it could be split um, into two sections. So the people that who would maybe go off and work with someone on the visual side, they could just have the first side of it. So when you started out thinking about it, did you have a price point in mind or a kind of vision of how the end product would be in terms of this is how someone works through it and this is what they get out of it or did you kind of sit down and be like I'm gonna put everything I know (laughs) into words 
yeah, I started like I looked at a few other ones, and I decided that I wanted to do something not at a very cheap price point, and that I wanted it to be something that people would invest in. And um, I, I enjoy doing like the Skillshare courses, so I did a lot of painting. It's cliche of lockdown. I <laughs> yeah, I did lots of painting and drawing, and I, I liked kind of the commitment of having this sort of ten videos that I worked through, as opposed to just doing like a YouTube that was free. I felt so. I, like that was a bit of an inspiration as well for the course is to make something um, that wasn't as throwaway, but also that people would would commit to it and say, look, this is important to me. So that was in my head. So I knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to create something with quite a lot of substance to it and that it wouldn't be something that people would just quickly download and, and do in the evening. It would be like, okay, you might, you might need six weeks on this and you'd dedicate an hour or you could do mm-hmm. it in a week, but you've got to dedicate quite a, a few hours of that week. And um, so I had a price point in my head of like around £250, I suppose. Yeah. And that's just, I, I get part of me like looks at other stuff, but then I go for the thing that feels right in my gut and that's felt mm-hmm. kind of right, right in my gut at the moment. That, that was what I had in my head, to be honest, having heard you describe it so far, I thought it would be around that, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good because it, it just, that was, the, the course you're describing is the course that it sounds like it's going to be. And the reason that I asked that question is just because sometimes you can go too far and think oh I'm going to put this in or I'm going to add that in or I'm going to put that in and then you get to a point where you have to charge like 400 pounds for this thing <laughs> and it's and it shouldn't really be a course it should actually be like a mentoring thing or whatever and it's just that sometimes you have to be careful when you're spending a lot of time on something because you're enjoying it as well that you don't get to the point where actually it's too good and you're just pricing yourself out if that makes sense yeah um, but it does sound like you had a good idea of like this is how I want people to interact with this material and it seems like you're you're there with it anyway so just had to check (laughs) (laughs) so um so now where you're up to so you've got how many of the videos done so I'm nearly finished. I've probably got to okay. just record like four of the last ones, but then I've got to go and watch it back. And then I feel I want to, I feel like I should get someone to test it as well, you know, see how that works. And then I suppose it will, uh, yeah, be done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how are you feeling about it at the moment in terms of have you thought about the next steps really or what like and what are the things that are kind of worrying you at the moment? Well, I feel a bit scared because I've, I've thought to myself okay when it gets to after October I might say like I I haven't got any more capacity at the moment for some jobs so I can maybe dedicate I feel like I need a month back on it just to finish it off and really give it the time that it needs so at the moment my head is like I can't even think about it but I know I want to do it so I'm hoping when I get a bit of space it'll get there but I'm so scared that I'll just do it and spend loads of time on it and then I won't sell any or that it's a big waste of time or that I've kind of I thought that it would be great and then it just flops. So all those fears are, are coming mm-hmm. in and um, I don't want to send out loads of emails and, and I hate selling. So I, it, it, it's like an alternative way of approaching it because I think all most of the examples are really, you know, these email courses, they're yeah. really horrible and they just stress me out and, and they just send emails every day. Um, so I don't want to go down that route, but then, you know, you hear all these things about you've got to do Facebook ads and these Mm. ads. I don't want to even get into that. So I guess, yeah, the fear is like, I'll have created something, but then how do I get people to know about it without it going against my kind of ethos? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) that's a big one. There's a a whole, this is a whole thing, Um, because as you say, we've all had, like signed up for an ebook and then had our lives ruined <laughs> by, by all the subsequent emails and the the trouble with this kind of selling is to me is that it's the most visible it's the most knock your front door down style that it's the one that we kind of most associate with selling the only way that we can kind of see how to do it because presumably you've bought courses before and didn't feel pressured into it by all the emails right you kind of went into it in a very appreciative positive spirit and you were sold to then as well but it just didn't feel horrible and that's the difference so it's not that selling is horrible you have to do this thing it's but actually using that as like okay I'm not going to do that so what's the opposite 
and how can I start to build it through? And so, I mean, maybe you can think of some examples, maybe not, don't want to put you on the spot, but you can think of some examples of things that you've seen other people do that actually feel good as opposed to the stuff that feels awful. I mean, can you think of any? I mean, like yours are a good example. I, I know you, your kids. <laughs> um, and I haven't done Jen Carrington's, but I, I've done. I bought her one of her books as well. So I don't know you two like know each other as well. So like both, yeah. I think you just like it's just like a nice email, and and then mm. the website's really nicely designed, and um, there isn't a pressure on it. Um, so I guess yeah they're they're two examples yeah I and I know I put words in Jen's mouth now but I know her approach is very much treating it as an invitation as here's something that you might enjoy I invite you to look at it but that's the most I'm gonna (laughs) that's the most (laughs) I'm gonna do and I think I, I do think that that works but also within the context of it's not what she's selling isn't a 250 pound course yeah. <laughs> which is more of a considered purchase which needs a little bit more a little bit more help people need a little bit more help to get there because yeah. our first thing is oh well I don't deserve that or oh, I can't do that and then we need to kind of help them do the thing that they want to do and I think that's the key thing with this is the point isn't to convince people to do something they don't want to do like those the people who don't want to take it aren't gonna take it yeah it's actually the people who do want to do it but are giving themselves reasons not to they're the people that we just want to help rather than trying to convince someone to pay money they can't afford or to do something that they don't really want to do because we guilt them into thinking they can't be successful without it right yeah and so that's the kind of mindset to bring into it first of all the other thing i want to talk about is you do already sell in your business because you have client work. <laughs> so how do you sell, in inverted commas, your your one-to-one work, your client work? What is your marketing plan for that? I guess it's been quite organic, but then I guess there must be some type of strategy in there. But I mean, I, I spent time making my website, making sure my copy was great and my visuals. And I did a bit of work on like SEO. So that would be found through that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last year I did explore Pinterest a little bit more. And that's worked really well. So, but it's been nice because people just like find a design that I've done and then they'll click through and go onto my website. And um, so again, that doesn't feel selling. And I then had the ebook which people would sign up for so that's worked quite well um, and then instagram has yeah ha- worked in some ways but i'm moving uh, i've got really tired of instagram recently so i haven't been using that very much at all and word of mouth as, as well mm-hmm. so those different ways of selling without feeling yeah. like selling but i do struggle with selling like i did have to even like putting my work on Instagram at first felt really like, oh, I felt, sound like a big head, like, wow, look at my design. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I know I struggle with selling, like that's my, mm-hmm. but then I must do it in some way. Yeah, you, all the things you just described, that's marketing. Like you don't, like it doesn't just happen. You don't just put a website up and then people start asking you to do work. <laughs> like it yeah. takes more than that, even if it's just really small things. And, and like the SEO that you've done, like that's obviously driving quite a lot if you're getting it from SEO and from Pinterest as well, that that's obviously a really good driver. And so that's, that's something to kind of take with it is that this is the stuff that's already working for your business. This is the stuff that your kind of ideal design client is reacting to. So how can you take that and use it to sell the course as well? So if you're having the course being a kind of more passive option, i.e. you're not having an open and closed date you can set up some really good seo and pinterest to just be driving people to that page or even to your ebook to kind of get that traction coming through and that acquisition coming through there without you actually needing to do anything (laughs) Um, particularly if that's something that's worked before and then you can also then be thinking about your content and whatever you're if you're putting some blog posts up that maybe are even just evergreen cornerstone blog posts and you're not blogging really really regularly you can also seo to those and then those also link to the course and again you're not really doing anything actively in there yeah that feels better actually i didn't even think about applying 
<laughs> the things that I've been doing to the course. I think I think I've maybe thought of it as like a whole new thing and it's a whole new skill and it's, it needs all different things to do to it. And yeah, maybe I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it does take a little bit of a, it will be a little bit different because the client's going to be a little bit different. And so that's the place to start is thinking about who the customer is for this and what they need in order to kind of get themselves over the line remembering that it's something they want to do we're not convinced of something they don't want to do but what they need to see to get them over the line and but also doing that in the style of things that you know works for you because realistically the person who's going to take the course is just a different your kind of ideal design client in a different place in their journey really isn't it yeah yeah I don't think they'd be massively different yeah they're just a different place in their journey or they're maybe just starting out and want to Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of get it's it's more for me like about getting strong roots and then all the stuff that comes after that are the like the leaves, but like the course is kind of getting those roots in place so that whatever happens and however their business grows, always having those strong roots means that they won't get blown around. And and part of it has been to do with me stepping back from things like Instagram and just listening to my inner voice and getting a lot more clarity. And I feel like my course is I want to help people with that as well to and not my other worry with doing a course is that there's a lot of like, you need to do these courses, you need to do these courses. And I don't want it to come across as that. I want it to come across as like, you have all the answers and it's just to help mm-hmm. you cover them a little bit more. Like, I think I got a bit fatigued with courses and feeling like and you need to take all these courses to do these things. And I was yeah. like, oh gosh, it's exhausting. So maybe that's a bit of my reticence of, of not completing it as well, because I kept thinking, oh, everyone's doing it and I don't want to add to the noise. Mm. Yeah, everyone's doing it. But as I always say, like, how many books are there on Amazon? You know, nobody goes, oh, that's it, no more books. (laughs) And and books about the same thing. There's only really kind of six things you can write a book about, but people just write them in different ways. And so I I don't really subscribe to the view that e courses are oversaturated because there's a different thing to get out of the a different way that somebody puts it so I, I get that it feels like oh I've got to stand out in the, all these things but this is the thing everybody if everybody's selling in in that way of this is the course you need to change your life and everything you're going to need to know is in this course then actually you saying everything you need to know is already within you but this course will help you get it out that is the difference yeah yeah, that's true. And I need to remind myself because I love that, you know, big magic. Um, I remember reading that and thinking, oh, I always used to do this, stop myself doing things because I think, oh, someone else has already done it. And then from reading that book, I always thought, right, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to, you know, follow my ideas and 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 put them into fruition. So, um, yeah, I think there's those little niggles coming back and then I just need to remind myself that, um, that yeah, I'll do it in a different way to other people. And mm. yeah. Yeah, with these things, it, it's looking it in the eye and understanding it for what it is I think when we have these little fears that come up and these little niggles we just try and kind of push them aside and not really look at them and then they just keep coming back and coming back (laughs) whereas actually if we just turn to look at them and be like okay where are you coming from (laughs) what are you actually trying to tell me and it's I don't like I feel uncomfortable being so visible in the selling it's like okay well how can we work around that yeah and then you can find a workaround and Uh, something that I will be talking about in another episode in this series I can't remember whether it's going to be before this one or after this one but for me what that is is often a pre-launch because quite often in the actual launch phase where it's on sale I I naturally kind of pull back because it feels like oh I don't want to ask people to buy something but having a pre-launch I find so much more helpful because I'm not talking about the thing I'm not asking for a sale yet because it's not for sale but I'm just building the story so that actually by the time that it comes to being on sale people are already pretty much sold anyway and then I can kind of put out a few pre-written blog posts and podcasts and that kind of fills the gap of me not being quite so you know jazz hands (laughs) ta-da on Instagram about things. So it's pre-lunch you're just sort of talking about 
like t- tell the people a little bit about the course yeah so say for example it was going on sale on the 1st of October it might be that through September I would be talking about the new thing that I've got coming and this is the this is why I decided to do it and these are kind of the big kind of belief about it and this is why I'm so excited that I think this is the change that's going to happen and so through all of that people are kind of recognizing themselves in well that's a problem that I have (laughs) and they're getting uh, an idea of the approach and seeing oh well that's something that I'm really resonating with so again it's building those blocks of really what you would want to say during a launch period but just with the pressure off because you're not it's not for sale yet that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the other thing that was blowing my mind a bit is like, oh, do I need all these different email lists? Because at the moment I just have mm-hmm. one. Um, but and then I wasn't sure whether I had to go, like, how complex I needed to go with with all the email lists, yeah. um, which I haven't even, obviously have a mailing list and I send out a monthly email, but that's about it. Um, so I guess I probably do need to look at it and think about like a little series of emails, but I didn't know whether it is relevant to have different um, is it um, what are they called funnels lists. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one I have one list I think that unless you've got tens of thousands of people definitely not because <laughs> uh, the, the point of it is is a sorting mechanism whereas I think if you're you've got less than tens of thousands of people you're spending more time putting the funnels in place and managing them than actually is necessary because you'll have like 100 people on one or 50 people on another right so I have one list and everybody gets it and you know they're either in the market for it or they're not and they can ignore it if they don't want it you know (laughs) like that's the worst that can happen but it also and I think this is something really kind of useful and unique to service-based businesses particularly ones in the business serving space if that makes sense is that the way we do things is valuable anyway. So there are people whose lists I'm on, I'm never going to buy their stuff, but I like to see how they're selling it or I like to see what they're coming up with. Or So it's still got a little bit of value, even if it's not the exact right product for me. I still enjoy seeing how they're structuring their emails and how they're structuring their launch. So I think it can still be, I, I wouldn't worry too much about upsetting people for sending yeah. them something they're not interested in. And I suppose it can inspire anyone because, I mean, selling a course is the same as selling a products in some way. Like, everyone, mm-hmm. you know, that person might be a product business and they might get an idea of, oh, I quite like that idea of how to, yeah. um, I could apply that to my business. So, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. I think I'm always conscious of annoying people and I get annoyed with, like, some people, I'm like, I can sense they start becoming, like, um, desperate in the selling. And yeah. I'm like, oh, and I can, and so I'm always really, I don't think I'll ever be like that, but I'm worried I'm probably the opposite a lot yeah. of the time and yeah um i guess it's like the sleaziness that sometimes it comes across on the emails um but we've, we've chatted through about how to avoid mm. that um and i think it's being proactive with it as well because some people yeah those ones where it's like oh there's still only five spots left <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of where you can tell they're like oh god i need to sell some stuff just send another email it's actually going okay this is and putting really time and thought into that email of this is the intention for it this is what I want people to take away from this this is what I want from it and then how am I going to tie the two together and then I'm sending that email with confidence and joy and love and then that's my best foot forward yeah how have you found um kind of the first thing because I think I put a lot of pressure on the first thing and like oh if it doesn't do well I don't want to be put off but I I want to sort of think okay that didn't do well I might do another one or did you find it's better to like really focus on that one and if it doesn't do well at the start you just keep going with it and going with it when you the like the first email or um, no like the first course the first course right yeah yeah. like the first shift that you've done in your business obviously going from something um that you do is like a service base to Mm -hmm. then putting that into a educational helping people sphere which is is different um and i just kind of think back to when i started design how much further i've come Mm -hmm. but then i don't want to just expect myself to this course to be like sell amazingly and everything will be great and I think that's kind of what I've got in my head which I know is completely unrealistic (laughs) I think it's what you bring to it actually because you want 
yeah it feels like oh it's so unrealistic to be able to make it sound really well but that is also kind of in your control like you can put it out apologetically with low expectations and kind of not really mention it more than twice (laughs) and the results are going to reflect that whereas you can actually go you know what this is so good it's really going to make a difference to people these are the kind of core five messages and the the differences it's going to make to people and I'm just going to really give it everything because the course deserves it and the people deserve it and I'm going to just really put it out there for a month and I'm going to because I believe in it and then you're going to get better results from that so I think it it is really tempting to kind of want to hedge your bets and be like oh I'll just really quietly put my course out and not tell anyone about it but guess what that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) if it doesn't sell as well so I think that's the thing is it's having I wouldn't think about the results or what's going to happen afterwards at the moment because that's kind of not in as much in your control as what you can do now to start putting it out there you know there's a there's a time to think about oh it's failed what do I do next and that's after (laughs) I don't the word failed's wrong there it hasn't sold what do I do next that comes later if you're going into a launch thinking what am I gonna do when this doesn't sell like you're not giving yourself the best mindset to be doing that because people pick up on on that like you've said you can pick up on the desperation in emails you can pick up on oh I'm kind of not really believing in this (laughs) so that's what I would say on that is to just and it takes a bit of time. It, you, I think we kind of think, oh, I'll spend half an hour planning my launch. Just kind of sit with it because uh, you, you're not finishing the course itself till October, are you? So no. just kind of sit with it over the next couple of weeks of maybe take an hour or so a week or a couple of hours a week just to kind of plot some ideas and think, right, what is the, what's the story of this launch? What's the kind of thing that's going to hook people in? What's the thing that I can give away as a kind of tactic that people can use and start seeing results and what's what are some kind of I don't know quotes I can share or things like that and start collecting those things and build a real campaign around it rather than just like a quiet email of oh here's something (laughs) here's something you might like you can it can still be valuable but because it's this whole story and that's that gives people something to get wrapped up in yeah that helps and I feel like I would I think I should allow myself like just to go off in my camper van for a day and and do that because I think having that space away from um even somewhere with no signal because I think what happens is I get an email in in the morning and I think Mm. right I'm going to dedicate Fridays to my course and then it doesn't happen and and this is what's happened really so um it's I feel like a lot of it is not allowing myself and it's that guilt of okay I've got to do all this client work I've got I've got to go on my emails I've got to check them I shouldn't be taking a day to to do the course when it's not paying me any money Mm. um I think that's some of the stuff that I've been fighting with to get it finished really well and like we said at the beginning you wanted your own creative project so treat it as that as well yes it's not paying you any money at the moment but it's a creative project yeah and the launch and the ideas and the marketing around it also is part of that project (laughs) and they feel a lot more excited about doing them now actually thinking of what you said about telling the story and Mm. um yeah it feels a lot nicer and a lot more kind of oh I quite look forward to doing those type of things whereas before I was like oh I'll finish the course and then I've got to do all the horrible (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it's really take that just take a couple of steps backwards and think okay how do I want people to feel while they're doing the course yes but also during that period that I'm selling it how do I want people to feel and so how can I make myself feel like that so maybe it's excited or inspired or uh, feeling like anything's possible. That's how you want people to feel. Well, what's mm. it going to take for you to create a launch strategy, if you want a better word, that will make you feel like that? Mm. So I know for me, it's creating really kind of right to the bone personal content like that's the thing that kind of makes me feel excited because it's kind of pushing the boundary a little bit for me and so putting that kind of stuff on the blog and things is the thing that yeah kind of revs me up and I feel excited to share it and 
and then it be- starts to take on pace and all I've really done is written a blog post yeah. <laughs> about something loosely related to this course but because I'm so excited about the blog post I want people to read it so and then I'm excited about sharing it in my newsletter and I'm excited about sharing it on Instagram and people then see it and then they pick up on that excited energy so I think we can get really bogged down in the tactics of launches but really it's how you're showing up and the energy you're showing up with because that's that's what's getting translated Mm, that makes a lot of sense and I think I've always I do that with everything else so I think I just need to reply Mm. to my course Mm. um yeah yeah I think you need to let go of everything you think you need to do to sell a course (laughs) (laughs) and then start and this is something that I've started thinking about as well is how can I sell one-to-many in a one-to-one way where it's because yeah when you're selling services whether that's coaching or design or whatever you're kind of putting your stuff out there and then people are coming to you because they like it and it's not a sell 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 kind of thing and that's how I want to do my one-to-many things is just putting my stuff out there and then people come to me and find something that they like and want to pay for right and so you can start to think of it in that way of like this is what works for me to get design clients so how can I translate to get course students and they need they will need a little bit more of a push especially because if it's kind of an an evergreen course and there's not an open and a close then you know there's no kind of impetus to get them actually across the line so in that way then having the little campaigns through the year is something that will be really useful so it might be that you do like a maybe you do like a 10% off in January or you do a free xyz with the course on a in March and then you say oh I'm going to do a free Q&A for everybody in the course in September if you buy before this date you get to be a part of it and so you can do those little campaigns through the year that just kind of gives people those deadlines of like oh I was thinking about doing that and this is a good reason for me to commit now mm. um because it's why now is is one of the questions that you've got to answer for people yeah yeah I love those ideas and that'll mm. work really nicely and it just it feels like you're giving back as opposed to yeah it, uh, yeah it feels nice yeah yeah it's a uh, yeah it's not do this because otherwise your business yeah. is gonna fail <laughs> it's more like oh you get this little extra thing and it'll be yeah, really, yeah for you. exactly yeah. yeah and so that and then that's really kind of the other thing as well like I said about answering the question of why now as perhaps when you're off in your van on a Friday really thinking about right what are all the reasons that people are telling themselves they can't do this so one might be money one might be time commitment one might be can I really invest in my business? Is this really the right thing that I need? All those questions, just spend some time thinking about them and then go through and actually answer them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that can become like an FAQ on the sales page. It can also become, you can do like a little stories Q&A thing and sprinkle those through. You can turn it into kind of bigger content around uh, why people need to get rooted in things rather than just searching for what to do on Instagram all these things they and then you're really answering people's questions before they've even come into their heads so they've get to the end of reading all the things and they don't have a reason anymore yeah that feels great I like it I love the ideas of kind of going through some of the, the problems and um I, I'll try and relate them to what I've done and I think I've heard Lots of people talk um, in the conscious entrepreneur sessions, so I can I can all cover all those problems yeah. anyway. I suppose they're all there. It's just getting them down on paper, and um, yeah, I, I think that's the thing about bringing some of the humanity to a to a course, and um, it not being my thing with a lot of them is that it's yeah like multi million dollar people doing courses, mm. and I think I much prefer the ones where I'm like, oh, I can relate to that person. Yeah. They're in the same space as me, um, and that's what I want to keep it as as being like a relatable course. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, Charlotte, you've got you've got these little messages already. You just need to own them. Because as you say, it's it's not about needing to add something on. It's about knowing, kind of getting in touch with what's already inside you and bringing it, bringing it out. It's not about somebody who doesn't understand your business because it's been so long since they've had to do that themselves. It's somebody who's just a few steps ahead. Like these are all 
like great <laughs> reasons for people <laughs> to do this course and so it's owning them and actually putting them out there and and go, and leading with that rather than you need to do xyz it's a uh, you know what this is something that happened to me 6 months ago and this is how i got over it and this is where i am now like that's so much more of a useful and more convincing sell to be like i was right there and i get it and i can talk to you about it you know yeah 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 and they're the, they're the things that I like to read yeah it's, it's mm. just they just they feel real as opposed to some of it I'm just like I don't even believe for that yeah. <laughs> and I, I I just can't see my lifestyle ever yeah being like that so yeah some of the yeah that's a lot of the courses just feel soul-sucking in some mm. ways so um yeah I think that's made me feel more confident about it as well that it will be something a little bit um different and unique mm-hmm. yeah that sounds good and I think for for the time being before October and before it's probably launching just start to put the little hints out there I mean obviously this podcast is going to be going out so that's a pretty big hint yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that impression I've got to get it done yeah. I've, I've put autumn so it's like yeah. you know, November as well keep it quite vague <laughs> but so in your in the newsletters you're already writing start to talk about what you've done on the course that month and on Instagram maybe once or twice a month talk about it put it on your stories when you're in the camper van and a little picture of the laptop there with your notes on and all that sort of thing where you can you're just starting to tease it and share it so it's setting the scene Mm. but I always like that bit of sharing the creation because it really you're really not selling anything it's just so not in that place but you're just taking people along on the journey and you're planting that seed where they're starting to think about whether they want to do it or not because that can take a bit of time and so you don't want your it's here it's on sale for the next two weeks only you don't want that to be the first time someone hears about it because it might take them two weeks to decide whether they want to do it or not so you've got to give them that breathing room to get to the place where they feel really good and empowered about the fact that they've made the choice to take this course and Mm. not they feel pressured by the fact there's a deadline and it's not really the right time but they want to do it you know Mm. (laughs) yeah it feels like taking them on the journey as well which would be nice so they'll kind of see me creating it and they'll see like I've put a lot of heart and soul into it as well so hopefully when I get back to doing it again they'll see that kind of coming through and you know me creating it in the camper van feels right because it's um, like creative wilderness it fits in with my name mm. and I'll, I'll be get, trying to get to some unfortunately all the wild spots don't have great 4G so, <laughs> um, but it's great because I can just do my course without any I just do my yeah. course that's that's all I need um, and uh, yeah that feels really nice and then I suppose then when it launches it isn't a smack in the face it's like a yeah. gentle like you've already been guided on the path mm, yeah it's like it's finally here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I heard on a, a podcast once of so I can't remember who it was but somebody saying that They'd been talking about their thing so much, but not selling it, just talking about the creation that somebody sent them an email to be like, okay, can I buy it now? (laughs) (laughs) And I always think that's the dream to get to is to be just talking about something so positively and be so excited about it that other people are so excited. They're like, please let me give you money. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That is the dream. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, I think we've, we've jumped around a little bit, but do you how do you feel do you feel a little bit happier and like yeah, you've got more really of a plan excited like I want to um unfo- not unfortunately but I have a lot of client work um over the next well over September but I think what will feel good is me going off in my camper van for a day next week and just just starting to plan it again because I think mm-hmm. I lost my momentum and now I feel really excited about it and whereas before I was feeling a bit like is there any point in carrying it on and how am I going to promote it but now I feel happy and, and actually excited to share it with people and in a nice way yeah. that will work, work, work with me um, and it feels a lot more now I feel like the course is like just aligned with the other side of my business as well it doesn't feel like I'm going to have to do it completely in a different approach mm-hmm. and I guess now I feel more empowered that I probably have some skills that I didn't get. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I need to learn. And I was like, no, I, I can probably do the, you know, the stuff and just transfer it to the course. And like some of the lots of the tips you've given me, obviously, is a different thing. And I have to tell the story a little bit more and think about people's barriers 
to buying it so that obviously is a new learning thing but yeah other than that yeah I feel so much better and uh, excited about it and I think my wobble was is it the right thing to do because it's like a different direction to go in but I don't think that I need to completely go and just do courses all the time Mm. but it feels like a nice balance which means I can do that and do client work but maybe do less client work so I've got a bit more space to um, you know focus on the education side that I feel more drawn to. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, is this is, you've got the material now. So even if it doesn't sell, you can just repackage it up. Like you said, you can split it into two, you can split it into six individual yeah. things that are kind of sold as different modules. You have you can, presumably you've still got the scripts for the video, so you can turn them into something. Like it's, the yes, it's been a lot of work and you've got all this stuff and it feels like a worry but also you've got the stuff that's not going anywhere you can use it any way you want to whether it works or it doesn't work and you can use the whole thing as a test as a you know is this actually something that I want to keep doing (laughs) or is it something that I can now I've done one I've got the bug and I can start looking at other things and it's having those kind of ideas and I guess so what I'm saying is it's having the the place that you want to get to, like literally in your camper van of, you know, being in, being able to take off and remote work and that kind of thing. And it's taking what you've got now and then just pointing it towards that direction. And you've got to find the things that are going to help it point. So it might be that doing this course turns it all the way around and pushes it in that direction. You think, okay, more courses. Or it might be that it only goes part of the way and you think, okay, well, I need to, something's still not sitting right. It's still not feeling like it's going to take me where I want to go. So I need to kind of have a rethink and think of something else I can do. But it's not the the be all and end all, I think. Is don't go into it thinking of it like that. Yeah, and like no journey's wasted. I will apply some of my life lessons and come my lessons that, yeah, however long you spend driving down that road you'll eventually find find the dream world camper van spot but it takes yeah. a long time sometimes and lots mm. of fails yeah. <laughs> get, get moving yeah <laughs> i feel inspired to get working on it again i think a part of it's the summer lull as well and i feel a oh bit yeah more, like the autumnal energy um is made me think yeah i want to get back doing my course whereas mm-hmm. i think summer yeah just going with the energies of summer was a bit more like just keep things ticking over and um yeah it didn't feel it's, I didn't feel in the headspace to be creating, but I think, yeah. yeah, September does feel a bit more like my energy's coming back for creating stuff. Mm. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess I've got one last question to ask you, which is how do you grow a soul in your work and life? So my main thing is to actually listen to my soul uh, and my inner voice. So uh, for me to grow a soul, I do all the things that give me that headspace and get me in touch with that inner voice. So things like hiking and yoga and uh, getting out into nature and meditation. And then just listening to that and ignoring um, a lot of the shoulds and uh, shoulds from society and the noise. So that's my main way. And I just check in with myself because I think that inner voice tells you and that intuition um and and to follow that really and that's that's ensured that my business has helped me grow and and also create a beautiful balanced life as well love it (laughs) so charlotte where can people find you and connect with you online so on instagram i'm at creative wilderness and my website's creativewilderness.co.uk and then from my website you can find pinterest and sign up if you want to connect to my mailing list to hear all about this exciting (laughs) exactly there won't be any funnels it's just one list (laughs) but mostly i suppose um yeah instagram is is um instagram and my mailing list are the main places uh, to connect with me perfect thank you so much charlotte thanks kate it's been a pleasure any links we mentioned in this episode will be on my website which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me and charlotte on instagram i'm at simple and season and she is at creative wilderness If you're in a similar position as Charlotte and you're wanting to create courses or start making teaching part of your business model, this is something that is covered quite extensively in my course, The Playbook, which is now available in a self-led format. So you'll be able to find all the details for that in the show notes as well. As always, if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from listening to this conversation, please do send them the link to the episode and do share where you're listening and tag me online too. Until next time, I hope you grow a soul.